of the Living Water Radio. Have you ever noticed that stained glass only has meaning if it's on the other side of the light? What does that tell us about making it through this pandemic? And what does it say about serving others in a meaningful way? Today, we'll find out. My name is Pastor David Burkettall. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a Christian Church Disciples of Christ, United Church of Christ, ordained minister, focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the more than 100 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Between the two of us, we have over 80 years of ordained ministry experience. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. We bought a piece of stained glass art at the Pentheon Big Sur on a camping trip many years ago. I liked it because it seemed to me to be a description of the Trinity, and we found it in a place with very little overtly Christian art. It has a round shape with light beaming out of it, surrounded by smaller round shapes like the creation of the cosmos, a multicolored cross in a blood-red cross, and a white dove on a golden background, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It looks different, though, if the light is shining on it rather than through it. Look at a church's stained glass windows from the outside during the day, and you'll see a glossy gray-brown stain on a wall. Look at them from the inside, and you'll see colors and shapes and meaning. Look at a church's stained glass windows from the outside at night, and you'll see vibrant colors and friendly figures that seem to invite you to come in. Look at them from the inside at night, and you'll see black frames and a matte black void. What's the difference? The light. Churches have used stained glass to communicate the reality and presence of God for over a thousand years. In the Middle Ages, the use of stained glass in churches came to its pinnacle at a time of great illiteracy. Churches were often the only institutions providing schools, and people learned to read by reading the Bible. That had been true since the beginning of the Christian movement. But those who didn't learn to read were taught the Bible with pictures, the ones they saw in their churches and cathedrals. Larger cathedrals and churches incorporated other media, like paintings, sculptures, and mosaics, along with the stained glass, using multimedia to work together in order to tell the Bible's story of salvation. Construction methods had allowed the provision of open space in the walls and ends of the churches, while they still safely supported the roof. That roof could include a dome, which also could be made of stained glass. Those spaces were strong enough to be filled with a fragile material like colored bits of glass and their lead frames. The glass that filled the space, however, had to be made so that each piece of glass was able to support the weight of all the glass above it in that space. They were sometimes assembled in frames of iron or stone. But one more element was necessary to communicate the meaning of the Bible in stained glass, an element without which those windows would just be stories. That element was the light, both literally and figuratively. Jesus said in John 8, verse 12, Again Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. 
The light of this world shows us what the stories are. The light that is Jesus Christ tells us what they mean. To walk in darkness means to be unable to see things as they are, to stumble and to be afraid. To walk in the light means to see things as they are, not to stumble and to not be afraid, not because we have seen them ourselves, but because we have seen the light. To walk in darkness means to walk in ignorance of God, to walk in death. John begins his gospel with these words about the meaning of the birth of Jesus in John chapter 1, starting at the first verse. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. The Christian faith often looks like a stained glass window, meaningless to those outside of it. It looked that way to many who were formerly outside of it and who are now inside it. Paul writes in his first letter to the Corinthians, the first chapter, the 18th verse, For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Jesus is the light of the world, and we are reflectors of that light. He is God made visible. As Paul writes in his letter to the Colossians, the first chapter beginning at the ninth verse, For this reason, since the day we heard it, we have not ceased praying for you and asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may lead lives worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, as you bear fruit in every good work and as you grow in the knowledge of God. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power, and may you be prepared to endure everything with patience, while joyfully giving thanks to the Father, who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. We will make it through the darkness of this pandemic because Jesus is the light of the world and we live in the light. We are no longer living in the darkness, but in the already but not fully perfected reign of God. God has revealed this to us in Jesus Christ, like light coming through a stained glass window. We belong to God, and therefore are called, equipped, and sent to love one another in word and deed as followers of Jesus Christ. That love extends to the whole world, because God loves the world. That brings us back to the peace that I bought in Big Sur. Anyone with a knowledge of Christianity could look at it and say, oh, it's the Trinity. But to know what the Trinity is, and to what it means, who God is, and how God has revealed God's self to human beings, that requires the light. We are not the light, but we can be reflectors of the light. We can serve others by bringing others to the living present reality of Jesus, the light of the world.
Today, let's remember to pray for all those who have yet to get the vaccine, because they are most at risk to themselves and to others. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at the Revs David and Sally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have available and support your church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay at home unless you are providing essential services or need them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated. Stay hydrated.